G'day punters, welcome to the Sydney Review Show. Uh, we'll be splitting up the shows here at the Mailbag uh, for the next few weeks, just obviously with the better horses back and a lot of the feature races coming up. We thought it was time to just get the action back into the full swing of things. Uh, I'll start with Mark Shan. It was a pretty decent card there at Randwick. It was obviously very wet in the first part of the card, but overall, the seemingly the right horses won, or at least the market fancies in that point of view, uh, won on the day. Yeah, well, I think a lot of people lobbed onto the wet trackers or tried to. Um, track was probably a little bit worse, uh, I thought, than the reading early on, especially. And uh, the rain sort of stopped about race four, so um, time should be comparable from that point on. Yeah, exactly right. Mark Roden, you probably didn't want to be too far back the way that the day unfolded. No, and not near the rail either. They were the two keys to the pattern, I'd suggest, yep. And Rob Scurry, you've had a really good day seeing them, uh, but you're still probably not quite recovered from Saturday. Oh, thank goodness for the CS Hayes uh, down in Melbourne, which was a fantastic result. Old Japanese bred Tagaloa. Um, beating the mailbag horse, but, you know, I couldn't leave that race alone. Um, but, yeah, look, I, I haven't backed a couple of my horses here in the first couple of races, and, you know, you get that sinking feeling when, you, when you've tipped really well early on. You go, how many winners can I tip in a day? You know, I guess. But, um, yeah, so I didn't back a couple of my horses. I did back a, a new my horse um, in Mars Crusader. I'm claiming him as mine. It's my first bet on him, and he's won. And, you know, we did take him on with first up last time. Um, if you remember, uh, with the V, yeah, well, well, help me out here. Does it starting with V for the dolphin? Varna, yeah, beat it. So I'm now claiming him as mine. Um, but it was a great, great day out there. The only race I'm really dirty on myself about is the Phillies. Um, I think they're a weak bunch, but we'll get to that. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, we'll take a look at races two, four, and then through the quaddy legs as well. But we'll start with the two-year-olds over the 1100. Um, stay inside was. Obviously, the relatively dominant favourite so did drift out a little bit there late. Uh, they've run an even tempo for the class on the punting form data. It's produced another good figure. Uh, Rob, run us through what these two-year-olds look like. Uh, stay inside, clearly on top, found him. Um, you know, But the question was, after backing him at $10 last start, and what, what, I'm not comfortable on this price range, this sort of even money unloading. But I found him from the 14, the wet, <coughs> wet track type for Godolphin, uh, Vianello. Um, after that, the, I, I thought it was pretty average um, bunch, really. But, yeah, stay inside, clearly on top. Just as I was speaking to Mr. Roden, um, he just flopped his cock out a little bit, um, just as he's about to go out in the tunnel. If I didn't see that, maybe it was the five-unit unload. But I just, just, no. Just what can you do? Um, is it a good sign? It's not. I remember seeing Flying Spur do that in 1995 before his first start, and uh, I think it couldn't win. But um, yeah, it's, <laughs> some of these good these good two year olds seem to be able to you know bone up before they race, and, and, and it's, it's fine. And there he was, uh, pretty dominant there in the end. Maybe just asserting just exactly that uh, over the rest of them. Uh, Mark Sheen, how good do you think this stay inside could be compared to some of the other two year olds? Um, well, I think he's slipper quality for sure. Um, he's got early speed. And I like the way that he relaxed as soon as um, the rider gave him a tug back in behind the field. Um, he relaxed beautifully and then showed great acceleration. So um, looking at the times against Profiteer the week before, I think this was a worse track on Saturday. And he's run a fairly comparable time and was eased down the last 100 metres. So uh, he's riding slipper calculations for mine and he's proven that he can handle the wet as well.
Yeah, exactly right. Are you giving a chance to, or are you giving an upside to anything else, I should say, in the uh, out of the beaten brigade? Uh, well, as Rob uh, indicated, Vianello is only a very light type and probably suited in the wet. She probably should have finished a bit closer. She had some traffic problems there. Uh, King of uh, Sparta, not a wet track type. Uh, he's another one who's still a bit culty. Um, headliner didn't seem to get through the ground. So, no, I think all all on it, certainly, with the winner. Yep. And Mark Roden, we've seen two good figures from this horse so far. We're starting to see a lot more of these two-year-olds posting, you know, above average figures overall. Uh, where are you putting this guy in the in the scheme of things in Sydney? Uh, right up there with Enthar. Um, just looking at the slipper market this morning, Profiteer's slipper favourite now, which <laughs> puzzles me. I, I'd certainly have stayed inside ahead of him. Enthar, of course, is going for the diamond first, which makes the path to the slipper that much harder. That's a very hard double to pull off these days. Um, having to peak twice. Uh, I would have, yeah, I mean, if property is actually ruling favourite in slipper betting, I would have stay inside favourite. I think he's, he, he does everything right. He can run time and he can take a, take up a position, uh, but doesn't have to lead. He's, he's by no means a speedy squib. He, he did all his stuff in the second half of the race um, on Saturday after travelling. Well, he's... Custom made for it, I think. Certainly doesn't look like a speedy squib. He's mm. got he's got presence. <clears throat> Good little push there for stay inside. We'll jump to race four, which obviously had a reasonably short favourite with Tallier there. Uh, but the main reason I wanted to touch on this race is probably the the runners up because one of them is a, a bit of a show favourite here in in Ice Bath. But overall, they've gone slow for the class, two and a half length slow to the six hundred. Uh, Tallier's only really just been able to grind out a victory here. Uh, Rob, give us a... You, you did give a bit of a yard push for a couple of the, the beaten brigade. Just run us through your thoughts there. Well, um, I, I, I said the, the winner looked, looked like it had trained on. It looked very, very hard to beat, but the, the price just seemed, you know, ridiculous. Uh, I, I was half blowing up when um, Chris, Uncle Chris scratched his two out of the race. The, the track wasn't called heavy. Um, and he scratched his horses, t you know, t you know, half an hour out from the race. And I was, I was just, just going to, I was in the back of my mind, I wanted to back Ice Bath if she looked like she did. And she, she looked much better than Mark Sheen will back me up here. She, she looked much more forward than she did last time. And, and Tricky Gale, um, she, she, when I saw that she was first up, she had to be a play. She, she looked really perfect wet track type, looked trained up. So I thought both these horses had a good chance of beating Talier and halfway up the straight, I was I was thinking we'd come on one here, and um, unfortunately not. Um, yeah, Real Amin Ruby's has come back pr pretty well. She's a bit of a wet type, so yeah, dirty here. Found the first four, lost on the race. Wanted to back Ice Bath the place. What am I doing? Uh, Mark Sheen, what did you think of Ice Bath first up? Oh, I think just the four kilos that she had to give away uh, told the last little bit. Uh, she did parade a lot better the last time in. She looks a lot better in the cape. So she looks to be in a good frame of mind at the moment. Tricky Gow was certainly the run of the race, just got into an awful spot the way the, the pattern of the race turned out and maybe with a better run she might have turned the tables on the winner. Yep, That's what it did look like, didn't it, Mark Roden? I think you played the same as uh, Rob with smaller bets on Tricky Gow and Ice Bath. That's right, yeah. I'd um interested to hear you say that Taya was reasonably short. The three's on is more than reasonably short. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, she didn't win like it. I didn't. I couldn't make a threes on in a million years. I'd have those same two bets a hundred times out of a hundred if I'd given the chance again. And yeah, Tricky Gal, she jumped really well. Um, 
But Rachel was just a victim of circumstances. There was nowhere to slot in. She obviously didn't want to lead or anything. And she ended up having to go back, back, back and court wide. Um, great run, yeah. Any luck at all, probably just about wins. So, yeah. Anyway, no, I'm not lost on the race, but could sleep uh, very soundly with my uh, decision-making. Okay. Let's have a look at this quaddy because the first leg was won by Mask Crusader and he has produced the... The best figure on the punting form data, yeah, I must say it's not by a great deal. It's quite a compressed top end of uh, on, on in terms of the overall performances there on Saturday. But a very slow race for the class, five lengths slow to the 600. Uh, Rob, more than anything, how did Mars Crusader look first up this preparation compared with last prep? Much better. You might recall I was a bit scathing on him first up. Um, that stable's got a bit of a habit of, of, of producing horses like that first up, but they, they always seem to, to find the mark. This guy's gone under so many times last last time in, but I think he's he, he's going to make it this time in. He he look, he looks it definitely looks shorter run, but he kind of oozes a bit of quality the way he walks around. He, he's, he's got that that panther that panther walk. Um, he's not big, he's not small, but he's a real um, mover. Um, the second horse, Southern Lad, couldn't be any better for him. He had the wet track that suits, so he's had every conditions. He traded really short in the straight and. The way that the, the Mask Crusader picked him up, I didn't know if he was going to pick him up, 300 out, but um, he, he made it look very easy. Uh, other than that, we've got um, Gem Song's come back, you know, well well enough here. Uh, Victorian pretty pretty much underdone. He's, 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 a, he's a podgy type, um, and he can certainly improve. Mark Sheen, this winner, Mask Crusader, has obviously, as Rob pointed out, gone under a few times last preparation, but he has returned with his overall career personal best on punting form starter. How do you think... What did you rate of the uh, performance here on Saturday? Well, he's usually always uh, raced well first up. He's first starting to race at uh, Wong. He, he should have won. Um, he then won first up, I think, at Bendigo. Narrowly beaten first up last time. And so he's got a reasonably good first up record. I, I've always thought he was a group horse, but he, he hasn't really shown it to, to this stage. Been a little bit inconsistent, although he did have a bit of luck, um, bad luck, I should say, at Rose Hill last time in and was flattened off that. Um, I think he could go to another level this time in. I think Rob's on the right uh, track with that. Um, away from that, Gem Song uh, looked pretty trained up for a horse been off the scene for a while. He's had a suspensory problem, which is always a bit of a worry, but uh, he ran well first up, but I think certainly the winner, the one to follow. Yeah, Mark Roden, you had a small bet on Gem Song as well. I uh, thought it was pretty good going through the line. Yeah, good run. Um, could have left the race alone. Um, I, I had put a... Uh, he, he was a horse I'd marked down before the race. I wanted to hear what Rob said, and Rob was positive about him, so I was happy to have a small bet on him. <clears throat> and uh, certainly not disappointed with the run, but he was never going to win. Uh, the winner has gone really well. Um, I think the new market is on the agenda in three weeks, which is... Uh, oh, they're entitled to have a crack at that. He's, uh, that's going to be a hot, hot race by the look of it. Um, the September run's favourite, I think, but um, it's gonna be, that's going to be a hot field. But they're entitled to have a go at it, I think. he's Yeah, could, could go to that next level, this prep for sure. Yep, be interesting to see how he goes in a straight line. Uh, yet to race at Flemington so far, Mask Crusader. Uh, if we jump to race seven on the card, it was the Apollo Stakes, the group two over 1,400. And again, full of wet trackers, full of decent horses first up, but they've gone very slow. They've gone 10 lengths slow to the 600. Uh, so they've basically walked and they've sprinted home and Colette's found her way in front and been done it pretty comfortably in the end. Uh, Rob, you've got head and hands, run us through the yard. 
Look, it, it, Colette is my old man's favourite horse, and, and I and I and I called him before the race. Said, look, she looks really forward, really well. So you know, if you can back her, I guess she can. But I I don't know how she's won over fourteen hundred with no blinkers. You know, settling so close. You just said that it was a slowly run race, so I guess she doesn't have to you know show as much speed. Um, I, I I've backed very elegant. Who who um. You know, it was a six-dollar chance as soon as the gates opened. They couldn't win. It was awful. Um, and then she's got her head up. I think her last 50 meters is the best of the race. Colding, as always, you know, perfect waller, just presents and looks looks great. Um, Funstar seems to uh, have um, put on a bit of condition here. Um, I think she could get, be in for a decent prep. Um, she still does get a, you know, does unwaller things. Like she still does get a bit hot, you know, <clears> between <throat> the legs and stuff, which is is not normal for that stable. Um, Mugger 2's also trained up. I've seen him a few times first up, and um, obviously they do have that um, big race in all-star mile race in mind for him, hoping to get a start there because he, look, he looks ready to go. Um, but, you know, they, they've all run home as well as they could off a very slow pace, um, and I think Very Elegant is our best weight for age horse in Australia. Okay, so if I had to ask you which of those horses you saw parade in this race out of a lot of them going forward for this preparation, who do you think is in for the best prep? I'd say the two mares, um, Colette and, and Very Elegant. Um, but yeah, Very Elegant. She 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 was a, she was half a run short. She you know she wasn't as good as yep. she was when she won first up. But I just just you know maybe I've just um, you know one of my horses. Yeah, sucked in. <laughs> Mark Sheen, how are you dissecting the Apollo? Yeah, it was a bit of a nothing race. I think just Colette uh, lobbed into the right spot just on the leaders back there in a slowly run race. She's obviously a very good wet tracker. She was well below these horses on dry tracks last preparation. Obviously, she came through and knocked us all off there when we were on ice bath in the big race. Um, look, she showed great acceleration there. Colding was there to win, but he just floundered when uh, the rider gave him his head there uh, up the rise. I uh, thought uh, Mugger 2 looked very forward compared to last preparation and and hit the line quite well and very elegant, obviously. Not suited by this tempo. She got a fast tempo first up at uh, Ramwick last time in and was able to win off that, and she's run into a slow tempo here, and she did plenty wrong. Yep. Uh, Mark Roden, you've found something there on Colette on Saturday, mm-hmm. uh, which is nice little work by yourself. Uh, the odds were very tasty in the end, uh, but... Can we do anything with this race going forward? Uh, oh, well, you just have to treat the horses on their merits. Very elegant, done enough, uh, unsuited. She missed the start. Um, he kicked her up to try and get some sort of position. Then she started over racing that old trait of hers and getting ahead up a bit. Um, I was, Colette was a three to one chance after they'd gone 200 metres. I couldn't believe how close she was and how well she was travelling in such a soft pace. And um, yeah, I was on very good good terms with myself throughout the race because of that. Um, I think um, I'm interested to know what they're going to do with Colette because I would think, looking at this win on Saturday and her Golden Eagle win, in this distance range on wet tracks, that that's I'd be setting her for the Doncaster because there's every chance you'll get a wet track on Doncaster Day and it's 1,600 metres. She, she's head of the all in betting for the Sydney Cup. I, I mean, I know she was a dominant Oaks winner at three, but uh, I think as an older man, as a four-year-old, she, I would much prefer her in this distance range, only after 1,600. She, um, she won't always settle that close, but she can, you know, settle midfield and has a turn of foot. That's, you know, what you need to win those sort of big mile races. So 
that's the way I'd be going with her. Um, I think she's also in the Queen Elizabeth. I wouldn't back her to be very elegant at 2,000 metres, uh, deeper in the prep. Uh, as for the rest of them, you know, well, Colding just is what he is. Funstar should be retired, I'd say. And <laughs> Well, yeah, she's not at weight for age horse, is she? No, 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 she's not. Um, she she beat up um, her own age and sex as a three-year-old and hasn't really... I mean, she ran really well in the Epsom in the spring, that was it. Um, but apart from that, her form's been mixed at best. She she beat up Probabil on wet tracks too. Probabil, you know, never didn't get the chance to, to beat her because she should have. So it's yeah. on a just moral <laughs> victory there. Probabil was the better filly. Yeah. And she's not far lap either, you know. She's, yeah. she's, she's honest. Yeah, she's okay. No, I know it was very difficult trying to work out where Colette was going last prep. There was a few different nominations thrown out there, but uh, yeah, always a, a horse that's I've had plenty of time for. So, I agree with that sentiment there, Mark Roden. Uh, race eight was the Light Fingers for the three-year-old Phillies, and they've gone fast here for the class. Four lengths fast to the six hundred. Punning forms data and. Every rose is one at big odds. Rob, now you wanted to mention uh, the three-year-old fillies earlier. Run us through this field because there's plenty going on. Uh, look, uh, the, the, the toppy away game, she's no longer a dominant type compared to her own, own sex. So I was, I was that got me in. That, that's made me want to have a bet in the race um, because I, I didn't think she was our six to four chance. Um, she's run well. She might continue to run well, but I, I just can't see her. You know, she's, she's a borderline champion two-year-old but three-year-old she's going to struggle uh the winner look, looked underdone to me um i probably the, the horse to follow out of the race um you know the, the, these races generally do hold their form um in in terms of you know the the, the winners win again when the place get us run again the second horse is a trained up wet tracker um gave it a chance on, on the day the way the track was racing uh, but I, I i can't have it um Eliza Beal uh, is, a, is one of mine. Uh, I've never been able to get, get anything out of her, but she's come back heavy again and just about the best type in the field to my eye. Um, everyone wants to get to know about Hungry Heart. Um, coat looked pretty good, but just, just underdone again. So she's going to improve, but can, she can't keep starting $4 every start. Um, Dermosphere looked look, look trained up almost, almost. I think I sent her out on top. She looked, she looked the pick of them to me. Um, and the other thing, no, Nikki's fling I sent out on top, which um, I might have um, overestimated. Um, but didn't, I've just watched the replay. It didn't, didn't have the best of run, kind of half slow away and banging into other horses. Mm -hmm. that, that might surprise. Well, we've got four lengths between Nikki's fling and the winner. Um, this, this, is, this is the weak, weakest group of fillies I've seen in years. And, um, yeah, I'm talking about Eliza Beale and Nikki's fling as ones to follow along with the winner. Okay. Mark Shen, what are your thoughts coming out of the light fingers? Uh, well, I'd be bringing anything from New Zealand or interstate to take them on because they're a pretty average bunch. So look, I agree with Rob. Um, every rose tried really well going into this, but she had a query at 1,200, a query in the wet, and she looked probably three-quarters fitted at best, and she's gone a 100 mile an hour in front and still held them off. So doesn't say much for the ones behind. I think Eliza Beale is the big improver. Good type, doesn't like the wet, normally improves second or third up for sure. Uh, away from that, hungry heart. I uh, didn't grab me in the coat actually, but um, I've had enough of her. I think Thermosphere was probably ridden upside down, could have been a better run ridden back, but uh, I think Eliza would be the one to follow. 
Mark Roden, the overall figure coming out of this race isn't too bad, but that's probably more just due to the fact they actually ran a fast tempo compared with a lot of the other races on the day. I'd agree with that, yeah. That it's, it's probably a flattering figure. Um, yeah, this is where the day started to take a rather sickening turn for me. I was on, uh, among others, Never Talk. Mm. Really good race. That's her, that's her racing style, though. We knew what we were getting going into this race. She was going to be a long way back. Um, uh, and the winner just, I mean, I fully expected the winner to come back to them. It, it, it had carved out that fast tempo we mentioned um, on soft ground. Um, I've never had much of an opinion of her. I thought she'd stop for sure, and she's managed to kick and hold on and hold us out, unfortunately. But um, totally agree with everything that's been said about the overall quality of this group. There basically isn't any. Okay. We'll wait to see if uh, some of those smart Tiakau winners from Saturday come across the Dutch at some stage in the next few months. Uh, race nine on the cards, another slowly run race. They've gone 3.2 lengths slow to the 600 and Poetic Charm has held off Academy and Thy Kingdom Come. Rob, did you think of anything out of these horses in the last? I was pretty sure it was out of the first three uh, who finished across the line. And yeah. I've I've, I've um, risked Academy. Um, it is a horse that's killed me. He's never been one of mine. I just thought, you know, if I jump on him now, I'm going to walk out sick. Remember, Ice Bath didn't with Bossy that day, didn't quite get there. Yep. Um, Thy Kingdom Come, I was going for a big result on that. Um, just a little bit, race a little bit ungenerously. But just, if you just relax a little bit, I think it wins. And Poetic Charmer is, is, is you know, he's, he's had his birthday here. He's got the perfect run. I think we're on him first up. I had a small saver on him just because I thought it was such a, you know, I don't have much of an opinion of Rock O'Clock, and I just thought the winner was out of one, two, or three. Um, can we follow anything here? Look, Academy will probably run well again. I think Thy Kingdom come might have missed his chance. Mark Sheen, can we follow anything coming out of this race? Well, I think Academy had all favours in front, but I think he's much better on top of the ground. Um, his wet form to me is a little bit dicey. Um, he was run down, I think, by a behind Poetic Charmer one day there at Rose Hill when he had the race won, and he just he can't accelerate in the ground like he can on top of the ground. I think this race certainly fell into Poetic Charmer's hands with all the scratchings and and the draw when he got up into the box seat, well, he was going to be hard to boot from there because he was probably the best wet tracker in the race. Yeah. And Mark Roden, your thoughts just to summarise race nine? Yeah, painful again for me. I, I like Rob, thought the, it was a race in three. And they finished one, two, three. And I decided to leave one out, and that was Poetic Charmer because I just had in my head that from that gate he might be back and inside, which wasn't the place to be. And again, after a couple of hundred metres when he was up that close, I mean, of course, he was nearest fence. He was always going to be, but he was... <clears throat> When he was as close as he was, I knew he was certainly going to be in the finish, and uh, I was watching through my fingers after that. Did think Academy had done enough. He kicked clear, and I thought he was going to hold on. And last round or two, he was caught. But yeah, nothing really wrong with my analysis of the race apart from uh, what I thought the map would be. But uh, unfortunately, no result. But yeah, you know, they're just a benchmark group of horses. They are what they are. They'll turn up or they turn up. Nothing to get really excited about, I wouldn't think. Okay. So a lot to take out of Saturday's meeting at Randwick. Uh, Rob, a couple of horses to follow from the card overall. Uh, so I'm going to, in the Phillies race, uh, Eliza Beal. Um, good to get Mark Sheens backing me up on that one. Um, Colette and Very Elegant can only run well wherever they go. Uh, and Mars Crusader, my new, my new favourite horse. Okay, Mark Sheen, horses to follow for yourself. 
Yeah, with Eliza Beale, we, we did bag this group of fillies and she's probably going to go through the series, but um, she'll be better. Uh, well, hopefully we get a bit more dry weather, although a bit of predicted showers through the week. But the week after, when they go to um, 1,400 metres, might be a bit more upper rally. Stay inside, uh, I think, at this stage is a great price for the slip, around 10 or $11. And apart from that, uh, no, nothing from the day. We had a good set of trials uh, through the week, though. So I'd be interested to see some of those horses come through in the next couple of weeks. Uh, Remark not going to the Silver Slipper has got uh, a temperature and had to be treated, they said. So that's an interesting uh, horse who will miss out on the Silver Slipper this week. Okay. And Mark Roden, a couple of horses to follow for yourself. Um, yeah, stay inside is the obvious one. Um, won't be dropping off the two mares I backed, um, Tricky Gull and Ice Bath. And... In the stairs, total forgive to um, kiss the bride for me. They've gone, it and the leader, the thing from Canberra, went far too hard um, for a 2400 metre race of this class. And so it was no, I mean, Antilles has been beaten 100 metres. Um, and kiss the bride fought on okay. So I'm go, um, I thought that was a reasonable race for him on Saturday, but he wasn't ridden very efficiently. And I'll be looking um, for him again over 2400 next time out. I just don't know what's going on with that horse. He has paraded horrendously, hasn't he, Rob? The last couple of runs, there's something. He's looked awful in the coat. Just uh, he's he's just looked off. Which Kiss one? That? It, which one? Antilles. No, no, no. Kiss, Kiss the, bride. the bride. Oh yeah, Kiss the Bride. Yes. <laughs> I thought she looks as, as good as she has this time in on on Saturday. Um, but yeah, yeah, she she doesn't she doesn't her coat looks looks weird. You don't see many city horses parade like that. Um, it's a hard race to for me to talk about with carp fever winning. Well, you know, we had a big bet on that at Warwick Farm on a Wednesday. For God's sake. <laughs> speaking of uh, speaking of races ahead, uh, we've got Kensington Wednesday, Newcastle Thursday, Canterbury Friday night, uh, two to go, two to go. And then Rose Hill there on Saturday, as, along with Newcastle. Rose Hill, we've obviously got uh, races like the Hobartville, the Silver Slipper and the Millie Fox. Uh, Mark Sheen, decent enough week ahead, but as you did say, uh, there is some rain around. Do you think it will be too wet there by Saturday? Oh, I think they're predicting a couple of mil every day showers, so I think we'll probably be working on a, an affected track somewhat. Um, I don't think it'll be good. Okay. Nonetheless, uh, it'll be a fun week ahead. Rob, days for yourself on course at this stage, just a Saturday at Rose Hill, or will you find a way uh, yeah, to Yeah, well, we've got Ken, Kenzo... You know, we might have a little little look out there at the maidens, but um, you know, we, we certainly won't be doing the whole lot. And Mark Roden, just business as usual for yourself. Fifteen meetings or so, and you know, yeah, no yeah, sleep. yeah. Full dance guard from Wednesday on. Another Canterbury. Um, should point out, um, you know, Canterbury is nothing to be scared of now. Ever, ever since we savaged it, it's played perfectly. Um, it's just, I just from a lifestyle point of view, don't like being up for being up betting till 10 o'clock on Friday night and then we get up at 6.30 on Saturday and do it all again. So I, I will be glad to see the back of the Canterbury night meetings, but not for the reasons uh, I might have given you two or three months ago. Okay, that's good. Finishing on a positive note. Uh, thank you to you all. Uh, we'll catch up on Thursday to preview the meeting from Rose Hill. Until then, go well. Hey, boys. Thanks a lot, guys.